This is the Monday, February 28th edition of the Daily Wager podcast, the final day of February. We've got you covered with a variety of action for tonight, so settle in. In and out in less than 10 minutes, a little NBA and some college. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian on this Monday morning with Joe Fortenbaugh back from vacation. Oh, it's nice to be back, Douglas, to, to, to jump back in the saddle and to, to hear your sweet-sounding voice <laughs> as the first thing welcoming me back. I couldn't be better. Trip was nice. Uh, always good to be back in the saddle, though, and we got a lot going on, man, so I'm fired up about this card. I spent a little too much money in Mexico, so the next few days of betting is going to be all about getting it back. Well, I, I would have said I hope you came back in the afternoon and got to bet against the Lakers last night because that was – uh, free money uh, all throughout the game. Silly me for playing some back on the Lakers. I mean, even plus like six and a half. I'm thinking that, you know, whatever. I vent, I vent, but still walked away with the W. AK, we, uh, we got some games tonight. I think none bigger than the Heat-Bulls game as they, these two teams vie for the one seed. I just think one team's superior than the other, and that's Miami. Bulls are, you know, been a nice story this year. DeRozan's certainly a great story this year, but at some point, there is a ceiling, and I think they saw that and got a taste of it against the Grizzlies the other day, and I think they're going to get a real taste of it against the Heat tonight. Uh, I'm laying the four and a half. Agreed. I'd be playing it with Miami as well. I like it. I'm sure we'll talk about it on the show, too. Uh, you know, two ways to slice it. The Heat are playing really well right now, all right? They're 8-1 and one over their last nine, 5-3-1 and one against the spread during that stretch. Very good at home, too. They have one of the better home court advantages in the NBA. They're 20-7 and seven there this season with a plus six margin of victory. That's top six in the NBA. So they're not just beating you at home. They're beating you pretty bad. Now, the Bulls haven't been as nearly impressive on the road as they've been at home. And we talk about this a lot in pro football, and we mentioned it in college football. But to me, the mark of a really good team in any sport is their ability to get the job done on the road, especially in the NFL. You look at Bulls heat. These are two teams at the top of the Eastern Conference, but that's not who the Bulls are when they go on the road. They're very average, very average, 15 and 13 straight up. They've got a negative point differential in road games as well. I think Miami's veteran leadership looks at this as one of those prove it type games. If you're going to have a chance to compete against the Bucks, the Nets, and the Sixers, you got to be able to handle a team like the Bulls. And I think we see that tonight. I would lay the points with Miami in the spot. Yeah, both both Miami and Chicago have an under 500 record against teams with winning records. So usually you can really get a um, feel for those kind of teams as well. Um, but yeah, and no, I'm with you. I just think uh, too much talent on the Heat, and especially the bench. I really like the bench of Miami. So another interesting game is the Timber, Timberwolves at the Cavs. So Minnesota came out of the gate, won an impressive game, and then lost the next game to the New Look Sixers. And Minnesota, that by the way, that impressive win was against Memphis. So I, I just thought it was back-to-back, you know, with the Philly game. I, I just think we're going to get a better version. This Cleveland team's got issues, man. I talked about it at 14-1 to 1 to miss the playoffs. I think they're going to be slipping in the standings. I would be very um, cautious with all the injuries. Garland out as well. There's, there's a lot to fade here with the Cavs as they uh, start to fade in the standings, I believe. 
So I'm going to lay the four on the road with Minnesota. I just think I just really like this Timberwolves team. Okay, I've got a prop in this game. Now, it's pro-Cleveland, but not for them to win or to go against anything you're saying. Brandon Goodwin, his par tonight, points plus assists plus rebounds, is 23.5. I would play the over there, all right? Over Brandon Goodwin, par, 23 and a half. No Darius Garland and no Rajon Rondo, who you mentioned. Uh, that means big minutes for Goodwin, who rarely gets big minutes. He's only played seven games this year where he has seen the court for 24 or more minutes, just seven games. But in those seven games, he's averaging 21.7 par. So he's just below what we're asking him to get to tonight. So why would I still want to go over if the average isn't close? It's all about the matchup. I'm with you. Love Minnesota. Uh, I have the, one of my, my, of my two big season win total plays. One was on the Minnesota over. I need two more wins to bring that one home. But um, I do recognize watching them all season long, they struggle on the road. And I'm not saying they lose tonight, but they give up a ton of points. All right. They played a very fast pace, third in the NBA. They're 16th in defensive rating. But when they go on the road, they're giving up 117 points per game. That's 28th in the NBA. Not saying they won't win, but there are opportunities against their defense when they are not at home tonight being one. So I expect Goodwin to get big minutes. And I love the matchup for them over 23 and a half par. Anything else in the association before we switch to college quickly? One more, which is a quick bet. You're in and out. First quarter action. It is the Milwaukee Bucks minus three and a half against the Hornets. That's a lot to lay in the first quarter. Uh, both teams played on Sunday. So they uh, are in a similar situation, having to play the second half of a back-to-back. The Hornets, uh, as a first-quarter team, are just, just miserable, all right? They are last in the NBA in first-quarter points allowed, last in the NBA in first-quarter points allowed on the road. Bucks are top six in first-quarter defense. Now, Milwaukee also scores a ton of points in the first quarter, second in the NBA, whereas the Hornets rank 26. So here's what we've got. We've got uh, two teams that played yesterday – Milwaukee off that loss where you're going to want to see them bounce back. Obviously, you could say the same about the Hornets, but they've lost a ton of games as of late. Faster pace. Hornets don't play a lot of defense. Haven't been solid in the first quarter all season long. This is where Milwaukee does thrive. So it's a bigger number, smaller wager, Bucks minus three and a half first quarter over Hornets. All right, let's go to college. A couple intriguing games. The one that I have circled is not that intriguing. Uh, Texas Tech at home <laughs> against K-State. Red Raiders coming home after they were one of the seven top 10 teams that lost on Saturday. Look, they had to come back to earth a little bit, but I still think they're just such a strong team. K-State is not a strong team. Typically, they're good in the underdog role and not in the favorite role, although they did just get waxed in the Sunflower Showdown as a dog. But I like Texas Tech first half, minus six and a half. This is such a pure and solid team. I have to back the Red Raiders. Chris Beard and company. Sorry, not Chris Beard. Mark Adams and company coming off a loss. And... uh I just uh, I just love everything about this team, and you're allowed one kind of screw up in, the, in a stretch of a few weeks. They've been playing such great ball. I don't think that's like all of a sudden derailed. Um, so I would take the Red Raiders six and a half uh, first half. I think if anything, it's a good thing for you tonight because you're going to get a focused effort. They have been exactly. a great great team. Exactly. They've been a money train. You've been riding them and talking about them for a while, so you've done quite well with them. I would have nothing to go against you on for that one. Baylor and Texas, big matchup in the Lone Star State tonight. Under 135 is going to be my play. Go back to the first meeting between the two. The total closed 132. All right, so it's three points less than what it is right now. Why? Well, 143 points were scored. That's one of the reasons. You look to that and say, well, it was a higher scoring game last time. We'll bump the number up. Go inside that box score. Uh, Crazy free throw attempts in that game. Crazy. Baylor attempted 
10 more free throws than their season average, right? They averaged 17 per game on the year. They attempted 27 in that game. Texas averaging 18 free throw attempts per game on the year attempted five more in that game. They shot 23 free throws. Both teams are top 17 in defensive rating. Baylor's 160th in tempo. Texas is 341st in tempo. So I think this game being at Texas tonight, I saw some money coming in earlier on Baylor, moved the game from Pickham to minus two. Eh, lean Baylor, but I'll tell you, I am going to play the under here. I think this is going to be a defensive struggle. And with Texas at home, I think they'll have a better opportunity to control the tempo early in the game. So I'm going under 135 points. All right. I cannot get involved in that game. Both teams coming off big wins, uh, although the Baylor game was much bigger win for them as the Texas win was at West Virginia. I, I just, you know, I, I just, I, I'm all about spots. I will say the one spot that I like is, is Syracuse plus seven. I've talked Ooh. about it in the past. Historically, North Carolina and Duke, the game right before their meeting, so it's twice a year, obviously not the tournament meeting, but the regular season meeting, they, they do not do well as big favorites. Now, seven's a big, kind of a big favorite for North Carolina. Syracuse, not very good. So you get that team off a loss. I just don't think they're very good, so I don't like them. I, what I prefer is like the worst team in the ACC catching like 20 against North Carolina, and that's where they win by like six. That's not the case here, unfortunately. But I do think uh, it's worth a play at plus seven. Um, so that would be my advice to everyone. That's what I'm playing, at least. boy, I like it. We got a nice little card today. NBA, college hoops, easing back into the hot tub, and then conference <laughs> tourney's getting set to start. This is going to be a fun time of year, my man, as we get ready to turn to March. Yeah, it sure is. All right, my buddy. Um, we will see you later. 6 Eastern, ESPN2.